Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem Singh. First off, want to give a shout out to our generous sponsors, uh, the people at Seed Apparel. They do a, a wonderful job of making sustainable clothing. It's made in Cochrane, Alberta. It's made with sustainable fabrics, hemp grown in, Can in Canada. They use natural dyes. They're super stylish and uh, Definitely um, uh, have many, many pairs of seed, and I'm thankful for seed's support uh, of this podcast. You can check them out at I Am Seed on Instagram or check them out at theseedstore.ca. Also, want to give a shout out to another sponsor called Minds Die, M I N D S I. Uh, I, Y, E, I forgot how to spell I, Minds Dye, and uh, they do hand-dyed all sorts of different apparel. You could check them out on Instagram or check out their Etsy store. So thanks again to our sponsors. Uh, we really sh so, uh, appreciate your support. So on this edition of Revealing the Diamond, we did something special. We had a live uh, podcast done on Instagram Live. Um, and if you're listening to it now and you weren't able to be there on the live, this is a great opportunity uh, for us to connect and explore what you've been processing during this time while you've been in your homes during this time of quarantine and this COVID-19 thing that's happening. Um, if this is a beneficial uh, exercise or mini workshop uh, for you, I would recommend sharing it with your friends and your family. Um, if you love the podcast, if you love the work that we do, please uh, rate it, review it. And then, of course, the best way to support us is to share this with your friends and with your family. So let's get started. I want to start uh, this particular episode in a little bit of a unique way because many of us aren't driving around. And sometimes in the podcast, if there's a meditation or something, it's hard to uh, listen because you're up and moving around and, and many of us are at home during this time with a lot of questions and we have good days. I don't know about you, but I have good days and I have other days. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. I have good days and I have other days. And so I thought a little meditation and a little uh, self-analysis might be beneficial during this time and then we'll go to the regular discourse from there. So if you have a pen and paper or something to write with, that would be helpful. And we're just going to sit tall and close your eyes. And very basic, basic meditation. Useful, effective, but simple. And all I'm asking you to do now is to notice that you're breathing. You may notice the breath on your upper lip. It's not necessary to breathe in any specific manner. The whole point is to notice that you're breathing. And as you're noticing that you're breathing, points of tension may arise. They may be physical points of tension. You may feel a tightness in the forehead or behind the forehead where the brain is. You may feel a little discomfort in the shoulders, the back, the knees. And just make any micro adjustments that are necessary to bring more ease to the container, to your seat. Or maybe your mind is really busy Just do your best to bring a little bit of ease and then go back to noticing that you're breathing. 
Now, I would like you to just reflect for a moment on what would you like to step into in your life? What would you like to see more of? And fine-tune it into words or short, short sentences. What would you like to step towards, step into, cultivate more of in your life? And just notice if anything comes up. We'll also write. I know people process in different ways. So notice if anything comes up just here in this moment of stillness. And whenever you feel called, pick up your pen. You could draw a line down the center of the page or have two pages. That's what I'm going to do. And on the left side, begin to write what you would like to step into, what you would like to see more of, what you'd like to step towards. Go ahead. another minute or so. And then take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. And then put down your uh, pen, or you can hold it, whatever works for you, but just close your eyes again. Notice that you're breathing. Once again, notice if there are any points of discomfort or tightness. And use your intelligence to relax a bit, make space. 
And then ask yourself, what is it that you're stepping away from during this time, this time of restructuring? What is in, no longer in service? What are you willing to go through the process of letting go? It might not just be drop it. It might take some time. That's okay. But what are you committing to stepping away from letting go of? Just notice. And whenever you're ready, pick up your pen and begin to write. another minute or so. And when you're complete, you can just set your list aside. And we'll chat for a little bit, and then uh, we'll go to some questions. So uh, one thing that's come up for me um, during this time, and some of you have been listening to the podcast, and if you haven't, I definitely recommend going back and listening to the last two episodes, but uh, this has been an interesting and challenging time for myself, and I know it's been a challenging time for many of you out there, and I'm hoping that some of the conversation uh, can be around that because I don't want this to be something where I just assume uh, what everybody's going through. I can only base it on the conversations that I've had or the conversations that my partner has had with people in the community. But I, I notice that there is a lot of uh, challenge going on and the challenge is unique to person's conditions, which makes sense. That's the nature of karma. Um, and I think it's really important during this time that we as a, a collective are open and honest about our challenges. Um, it doesn't mean that there is no light at the end of the tunnel and we're just going to wallow in, you know, uh, in recovery we talk about sharing your stories of difficulty from a place of strength and hope and I think that's important. Um, but I, I also think it's important to not just pretend that everything's going to be fine and this is the birth of a new uh, way of living and, and if we all just do our meditations, everything's going to be okay. I don't necessarily know that that's true um, 
maybe it is to some extent, but the process, I just don't want to belittle or make the uh, people's pain irrelevant by just being like, oh, everything's going to be okay. Just do your meditation. We'll be fine. And I, I definitely, as a teacher, have been uh, guilty of saying that. There's no question about it. Um, and I think that some of the wake-up call that I'm experiencing and why I want to do an exercise like this, some of the wake-up call that I've been experiencing is is that it's okay not to know. It's okay for things not to be fine. And what I want is uh, to really concentrate on the aspects of my life that give me the space to process what I need to process, whether it's joy or pain, because we know we're going to experience all of those things. So wherever you're at, um, I want to be clear that the purpose of, of this is to take a, a broad look. Because, you know, if I look at some of the things that I've been going through is I've been questioning everything, questioning everything about how I show up, how I practice, um, how I show up as a leader in a community, how I show up as a member of a community, how I show up as a student, how I show up as a father, how I show up as a partner, how I show up as so many different uh, a member of my family during this time. And I think that there's a, a major restructuring happening in our lives. And I think it's important that we do it together. That's the brilliant part about having a community. And so I wanted to do a little experiment with the podcast and make it into more of a conversation. Um, and when I look at my list, I, I notice that um, there were aspects of my own um, commitment to living a spiritual lifestyle that a lot of it has to do with things I would like to step away from, you know, the things on my list that I would like to step away from are perfectionism, this everything's going to be fine syndrome, needing the approval of others, rules and dogma, and the need to be right. And those are, uh, you know, those played a major role in, in my time, uh, especially over the past five years. And yes, Everything has, as you've heard in the podcast, everything has a challenge and a solution. The great gift of the work that I've been doing in Kundalini Yoga and with the teaching that I've been doing is it's given me the structure to live a life of sobriety. And it's given me the structure to uh, face problems that maybe I didn't know they were there or maybe I didn't know the depth or the intricacy of the problems. Um, but also uh, it's left me feeling like, you know, I, I don't, one, th one thing after another, basically this is how, how I feel. One thing after another has happened, especially in with regards to the Kundalini Yoga community, when some challenge comes up, whether it's a personal challenge of mine or a challenge uh, with Yogi Bhajan or whether it's a challenge with uh, the whole organization, 3HO, KRI, whatever it is, um, whenever the challenge would come up and I'd be like, ooh, I'm not really sure that I agree with that or is this going to be okay or should I carry on or... Uh, and when I would ask questions, I felt like I was always given the answer that, like, we don't really know, just keep doing what you're doing, and everything's going to be fine. Yeah, which minimizes it and makes it seem small, like, you know, oh, it's not really that big of a thing, just keep doing what you're doing, and it's going to be okay. 
and, and you know all of this stuff with Yogi Bhajan and being a sexual predator. Uh, this came up for me uh, several years ago, and I asked the question uh, to some leadership, and I wasn't afraid to ask the question. It, it was sort of you know all of us smaller fish in the pond were whispering about it, and I was like, I'm going to say something about this, and and it was r really just sort of swept away, and and I had other people in my community asking me. Like, I read this stuff, what should I do? And so I just passed along. Because I want to be a good student. That's the needing uh, the approval of others that I'm trying to step away from. So I'm doing all of the things, and I'm trying my best. Because when I came to this practice, I had a lot of pain. And when somebody says, if you just do this, you'll have freedom from that pain, and you have an experience of that, then it's like, okay, well, just tell me the next thing. But when more pain starts coming up and things that aren't okay, I'm not talking about like this is really hard and we'll get through this things. I'm talking about uh, uh, abuse. Like abuse is not okay. It's not just like, oh, we'll just, you know, do our practice and everything will be all right and it'll blow all over. That's not okay. That's not acceptable. And, and so, you know, when that happened, um, I was like, when people would ask me, I'd say, well, we don't really know. And we would move on. And now here we are in this global pandemic, and I look out at you know many of the high-profile leaders, people who I love and respect, uh, when I'm, I, as a person who connect with students in this technology, um, I'm, I'm really struggling, and I want to be open about really struggling, and I don't understand why I'm not hearing a lot uh, from high-profile people about uh, the struggles that they're going through. And I think that for this to be the Aquarian way or we're, how we're going to get through these challenges is we have to be open as a collective. Nobody's higher and nobody's lower. And we have to talk about our pain together. That's how we're going to get through it. And if I just say everything's going to be okay, just do this full moon meditation and we'll be all right and just keep practicing as if nothing happened, that's a major issue for me. And it doesn't align with what I have on my list because I want to step into vulnerability and real conversations and I think that's how we get through this thing and I think that's how we notice the good that is available through this technology it's really important you know and in it, yeah I would be curious about how if anybody who uh, out there is listening to this at the time um, right now and we could maybe if you have any questions or comments please share them and SJ will pass them on to me um, but I want you to know that I'm processing this stuff and I'm not afraid to have open conversations about this and what it looks like on the surface we're not really sure what that's going to be like for Dharma Temple and I don't know what it's going to be like for myself but I do know that I am looking at this list and I know the things that I'm committed to doing and that's being vulnerable and having real conversations that's uh, continuing to be creative in the, where, in the way that we share this practice. It's about supporting people where they're at. It's about being there for my family. It's about an effective use of time and resources. It's about being in authentic relationship, laughing, having fun together, compassionate action and service, being a voice for the animals. That's a big one for me. Uh, Self-expression. The thing is, is that a lot of the work that we've done over the years, my partner and I with yoga and meditation, um, we found a lot of healing from it. And I want this practice to be accessible to everybody. And I don't want it to be like, well, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And when, when your challenges come up, just tell you, well, 
you know, maybe you're not, maybe your practice isn't strong enough and that's why you're feeling pain. And I've been guilty of doing that. And to me, that's not compassionate action. To me, that is uh, spiritual bypassing. It's just pretending like everything's going to be cool as long as we practice. I can't make that promise. Yeah, that's true. Uh, SJ is just here saying that that's the patriarchal model of like doing is going to give you some kind of approval. And I don't, I think that's got to go. I think that, I think that there's great value in the work that I've done, but I still think we have major problems and they're not being addressed. And so this is me on a public forum going, okay, well, uh, I'm going to talk about them. I'm not the only one. I know that other people are doing that, but I think this is the, the call is as a collective to do this. We've gone through that stage of grief, of denial. Some of us, for me, I have with Yogi Bhajan, and now I'm in a state of anger, and I want to do something about it, and it needs to be something that's done collectively, and so I want to use the platforms that I have to do that. And part of that is healing work, and part of that is techniques, but other part of it is having real conversation about this, and it's not just calling out like when this came up and everyone's like, why, why isn't somebody saying something about what Yogi Bhajan did? Well, uh, high profile teachers and that kind of thing. I think that's important. But I, for me, it's more a call out of why, are, why aren't high profile teachers talking about how they're feeling during this time? That to me is really important. It's not just the, the issue with Yogi Bhajan in the past and the actions that he did is that he didn't come forward and say, this is how I'm feeling and this is what's happening in my life and this is why I behaved in this way. Um, obviously, he didn't do that. And now, are we going to have a new, generations of new generation of teachers just following in the same suit? Like, as long as you do your sadhanas, every everything's cool. And as long as you are really firm in your practice, everything's going to be all right. And the moon will guide us into the light and everything's going to be fine. We can't carry on like that. We need to break the cycle. And so here I am saying, can we do this together? Can we break the cycle together? Uh, and this is the way I can serve, is by coming on to a, a, my platforms, my podcasts, my videos, my courses, and say, yeah, I'm going to teach the techniques that have been useful for me in my healing, in my recovery, in my learning to be vulnerable. This is not easy for me. I spent a long time in my life uh, just pretending that everything's fine. I've done that for 35 years. I don't want to keep doing that with a spiritual lens. I'm not interested in it. Um, and so this is a, a step in the right di direction, or not even right direction, but a step in the direction of wholeness. And, and I hope that it resonates uh, with some of you out there. So... Uh, that's the purpose of this particular podcast. And I guess what we'll do, too, is if um, you are listening to this and you weren't able to be there on the live, please uh, DM me and let me know if you have questions or comments. Um, if you Or you can email me, tiagaprem at thedharmatemple.com. And another thing that I think is really important to say is that if you need support during this time, whether it's support in your recovery, very important if you're in a position and you're a member of this community and you can't feed your family, you don't have the resources to feed your family, uh, please reach out to us. Um, if you need resources for uh, to talk to a therapist or a counselor, or if you need resources, whatever it is that you need, uh, we are a community space, and I, I don't have all the answers, but I can 
hopefully point you in the right direction or use the resources that we have because I am not prepared to just, you know, have a just have a meditation circle and uh, you know, not to knock too much on astrology. I think that if you are following the planets and you are using your knowledge of astrology to support people through the pain that they're experiencing, I think that's wonderful. But if you're not willing to look at what's happening in the world right now because you're afraid of what people may think or less people will buy your course or your business will crumble and you're using the planets to keep people uh, paying for what you're offering, that's an issue. I want to know how you're feeling. Every person, whether you're never done kundalini yoga ever before and you just stumbled upon this or you just like spiritual memes or you're a hardcore meditator or you're deep in kundalini yoga and you have a long beard and a white turban or it doesn't matter i want to know how you're actually feeling and i think that's how we grow through this experience uh, we have to be real about it and we have to be honest about our pain and we have to take inventory and restructure and look at what we want to step into and what we want to step away from and come to a decision together because we're not going to be manipulated and controlled anymore by positions of hierarchy that's what we're being called to do that's what being 10 times greater than the teacher is all about it's a deconstructing of this everything's fine mentality and the hierarchy that is built around it so that's kind of where i'm at it changes every day so now we'll, uh, if, if anybody's watching on the live, if there's anything that you would like to share, questions or comments, uh, I'll turn to SJ and she can ask. And, and also, she's really good at getting me to see things that I missed. So if there's anything that she wants to add, uh, she'll speak into the microphone so that if you're listening from home, you should be able to hear uh, her in the podcast. Um, there's a comment. Um, I feel that the COVID has swallowed all of the energy from the Yogi Bhajan allegations wave and that people hide behind it. I want change within our Kundalini Yoga communities and the world. And I think that's what you're speaking to. Yeah, I've spoken to uh, people in high leadership roles during this time who have even joked about like, thank goodness for COVID-19. So now we can kind of like move along, carry on business, carry on business well, as usual. No, that's a major problem. Um, I agree. And we're trying to take a stand for that, and this is part of the reason why we're having this conversation. So then there's another question, though. Um, can you say more about why we so fervently seek the approval of others? All that energy towards wanting others to like us seems unconscious and reactive. Any further thoughts? Yeah. The <laughs> I don't know if I can give you the answer of like what to do with that, because that's definitely like a major karma for me. Um, but I'm happy to speak about it because I've dealt with it for a, a lot of my life. Um, why do we feel the need to uh, be approved of by others? Because we are beings that want love and we want to be loved and we want to love other people. But based on our experiences, we may have a misinterpretation of what love actually is. Love is not some, you know, love is not if you do this, then you get something. That's not how it works. But if we've been trained in that way based on our own experiences, and that's definitely the way that uh, the world that we live in, the society that we live in works, like, you know, if you do all of these things, you'll be seen as smart or intelligent or a good man or a good woman or a good Sikh or a good 
whatever you want to put in there and then you'll be accepted and in my experience no matter what i do uh, i don't feel like that will ever be enough when you're viewing it from a surface-based reality and so i think the way that you deal with the approval is look at like doing work like this where you go you know how can i how can i love myself and how can I love others? As opposed to like, how can I, you know, what's cool or what will people like? Or, you know, because I've done that. Like, I've, I've tried to be a good student. And when I try to be a good student and I don't listen to my own intuition because I'm trying to be a good student, that creates more karmas and problems. Or, you know, I look at what my teacher's doing and I really want to be like my teacher. So I do what they do, even though it's not, what I am feeling called to do, that creates more more problems. Or if I look at the way my friends are parenting, or if I compare, you know, oh, well, so-and-so's daughter does this, and then I start to put that onto her. It's all this, like, the thickness of Maya, this idea of otherness that, like, somehow if you could just get there, then you'd be good enough. And it's not real, you know? The reality is, is that just being, I think, being honest about like I really that's hard like you know as a young man I was I never had any conversations about like you know oh you know I really just wanted you guys to like me so that's why I was behaving that way that would you I would never even go close to a conversation like that you would be seen as weak inside my own mind or or put down or you know maybe not even have a, a thought of that because you have no point of reference i wasn't around a lot of vulnerability especially from other men so what do we do with it i i don't know i guess the work that i'm doing i feel like and i've said it in many episodes before is this is not a process i've learned that this is not a process of becoming something it's a process of letting go of anything that isn't you and little exercises like this are, are a part of it you know and sometimes you realize that you're getting free from the shackles of the expectations of others and other times the programming's so thick you just gotta f forgive yourself and say you know like even though you're feeling lack of approval i love you yeah even though you're feeling lack of approval i love you that's a big part of recovery f for me right like a lot of the drinking and uh drugs that i took in my life were to fit in there's no question about it and now i'm in a place where i have the self-awareness to be like I don't like who I am when I drink and take drugs, so I just don't. And I feel like that's an act of love. And it took me a long time to, to get to that place. And there's a lot of baggage around, you know, kundalini yoga and yoga in general for me too, trying to do a good job and recognizing that it's not about doing a good job. It's about being who you are. And it's a lifelong process, you know, of undoing the programming yeah anything else nice cool all right well i hope uh, you take the time to do this exercise um you just make a list on one side, what do you want to step into? And the other side, what do you want to step away from? And then notice your current life and what are you doing 
more of, you know. And I noticed that over the past few years before this massive upheaval that I've been doing I've been doing some of both, but I definitely would like to reduce the amount of what I want to step away from. And, you know, that's not easy because there's identity associated with it and there's comfort associated with it. And there's the question, you know, even the, the question of like, oh, but like, is this the right choice to step away from those things? And it just be... Take this time, if you have the luxury, if you have the privilege to pause during this time and reflect and restructure, then do that. If you don't have the luxury to do that, then reach out to us, reach out to friends. Let's figure out a way to do this. If you, know, if you can share this with other people, um, I recognize, like, I want to give a shout out to the people in our community who are at home and you're not in partnership with anybody. You live on your own. Um, that's got to be hard, you know, and I want you to know that we love you and we support you. And I wrote on Instagram just uh, yesterday that it was a really hard day for me. And it, it's amazing to see the outpouring of people who love me and who support me and I'm so, so, so thankful for that. And when I'm caught in my head and I'm spinning all of the negative thoughts, I forget about the people who love me and support me. And if I don't say anything, it gets worse, you know. And also, I have a responsibility uh, to reach out to other people and just be like, how you doing? You know, do that. And if you're feeling like really in the, in the pit right now, then just reach out to people and ask how they are. It seems like a simple thing, but in some cases it's a huge thing and it means a lot. Yeah, I think if we'll give another opportunity here if you're viewing live, if you have anything you want to say, SJ. No? All right. Um, I do have some resources available for you, uh, especially free ones. We have a recovery circle. It's at 10 a.m. on Thursday mornings. That's Pacific time. If you know anybody who needs uh, support in that way during this time with recovery, that's free of charge. The link is in my personal bio, Tiago Prem Singh. Uh, they, you, they can just click the link and join in on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Also here on the Dharma Temple feed, 9.30 a.m., free class. You can tune in and participate in that. I've got some other deeper dive uh, courses that are available. Um, starting April 14th, I've got Tuesday uh, evenings at 6 p.m. and Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m., uh, that's called Dharmic Devotion. And the great thing about that is it's not just a class. There's an opportunity to share and be in conversation uh, alongside the discourse and the exercises. So if you're interested in that, please DM. Uh, let us know that you're interested in doing that. Um, and I think that's good for today. So thanks for tuning in. If you want to share any insights from your process, please let me know. Those of you who are listening on the podcast, uh, if you want to share any insights or you have questions, comments, or anything uh, of that nature, please let me know. And uh, I think that's good for today. Lots of love, everybody. I know it's not easy, but uh, the way that we're going to get through all of this stuff, this, the scandal, 
and the uh, pandemic and all of the issues that we're experiencing right now is together as a collective being open and honest. That's how we're going to do it. And we're committed as Dharma Temple uh, to doing our part and doing our best. We're not perfect, but we're going to do our best to show up from a heart-centered place and be of service. Thank you.